We don't have a theme song. We don't have a theme song. We don't have a theme song because this is episode one postdoc. It's so, okay, you're you're recording? Yeah. Okay, so if it stops recording at any point, like, say something like, ah! Yeah, no, I will, because that was... All right, I'm still recording. Cool. Are you recording? Oh, so much, so... Good. Cool. All right. I've had a... I don't want this to be on... Uh, I don't want this to be a thing, but it's okay if it is. No, I don't, I don't want... But... I had a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been a it's been a bad like uh digestive couple of days. Okay. Um, You've been eating a lot of cheese or like a lot no, of No, the other the other kind of bad. Uh no, cheese is like the like nothing's coming bad. This has just been the like Oh, everything's coming all the time. And can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Between while we're recording, me, of course. While we're recording? Yeah. Um so I'm colorblind. I knew that. Uh, I'm also like very neurotic and anxious about everything. Yeah. Um, so do you know how you tell if you have blood uh, in your when you're colorblind? Um, well, I have an app. I'll show you. Uh, <laughs> There's not an app for this. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not specifically for this. But uh, I take a picture of, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you might want to tell as a color, and then. Um, Oh, wow, I have a picture right there of... And then it'll tell you what color things are. So I'm okay. Orangey. Things have been orangey. Huh. Um, t- to be so honest with you, I've, I've never thought about the, the problems other than, like, getting dressed. Oh, like, I think, yeah. Like, if Don't someone get says... get started. No, I'm sure. And I'm sure it's, like, super annoying because, like... I'm sure you're like, oh, I'm colorblind. And people are like, oh, like, what color did, how'd you get dressed this morning? Or like, how do you know what color your shirt is? But like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, there's mm-hmm. very <laughs> bigger, bigger fish to fry when you're uh, colorblind, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Exactly. Also, I, ironically, I think it was tuna fish today. Um, <laughs> that really, that really set me off. But um, was what I was going to say, oh, no, the other thing, here's another, like, secret from the colorblind world um if you tell someone you can't see red okay yeah which i can't right if you tell someone you can't see red they're nine times out of ten they will hold up something and say hey what J- jason what color is this it's always red yeah no uh, of course a hundred percent of the time they will hold up something red and all the i've learned now to just be like i don't know is it yellow and they're like oh my god you're such an idiot you really are colorblind because if you say red, then they're like, you, you're, you're, you're a liar. You're not real colorblind. Jason, I feel like I'm going to learn so much from you. I certainly hope so. I think I will. I've already used GarageBand two times more than I had used it previously. <laughs> so <laughs> oh I, o- I opened it up and our last, our last uh, podcast was like still up. And I was like, oh my God. If that happens again, I'll be pretty upset. But yeah, that's been my day. You doing okay? Yeah, I was I was good. I, I took a quick shower and like listened to some music because my train ride home, it seriously took me almost 30 minutes just to get on a train. 
Like, it Why? was insane. Because there's always delays during rush hour for whatever reason. And so I was at Grand, and it literally, like, five trains. And I tried getting on, and I couldn't get on. And so when I finally did, I was, like, so smashed. And, like, just tons of people were touching me. Ugh. So Ugh. when I got home, I was like, I can't. Like, I need to be in a better, like, place than where I am. So I took, like, a quick shower and listened to, and I'm telling you, like, 500 times. Um, I don't know it. Sing yeah, it. you do. From the dream. Sing girl. it. No. <laughs> it's, no. It's like. Yeah. Um. Actually, so. this morning, before uh, shit hit the fan, so to speak. Sure. Uh, this morning, uh, Teresa and I were waiting for a train, and there was a train that came by, and it was like real crowd, and it wasn't the one we wanted, but like we were gonna settle, and then I was like, you know what? Let's uh, let's wait for the next one. Sure. And and it was the train we wanted, and there was no one on it. Oh, nice. Do you little g- things. Do you guys commute in together? Oh, yeah, we do. And oh. we, uh, we we hold hands and we stare into each other's eyes the entire way. You guys, I, ho- I like, I hope you do one day. Like, <laughs> I don't think either of you would just, like, naturally do that. I don't feel like no. you're that type of people. But, like, I think it'd no, be No, actually, Teresa gets on, on a, we, we, we commute together, but Teresa gets on on a separate car. Are you serious? I, no! Oh, oh my god. Okay, but here's the I like my I like my morning commute to like collect myself. Like I don't I literally stood toe to toe with someone that I know on the train and I did not acknowledge no. Yeah. I did that the other day in an elevator. <laughs> I was in an elevator and I knew this kid. I didn't really know him, but I recognized him from a job I did. Yeah. And I, I just buried my head in the phone. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was so funny. Like we, and I think I think it was mutual. Like he couldn't have not. We were toe to toe, but uh, <laughs> morning commute. It's like you don't you don't want to talk to anybody. Like you're just trying to like someone from work today was like, I see you, and I'm like, fuck. Oh my god. Not, not what I wanted, guys. That's why that person is someone from work and not a friend from work. They actually are a friend from work. <laughs> But, like, at that hour, I don't have friends. Like, on the train... Oh, yeah. On the train before work, I have no friends. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. That's a real story. Yeah. It is a real story. <sighs> well, I hope tomorrow's better for both of us. I hope that your tummy feels better. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Where's that glass from? I'm sorry. I don't want to procrastinate too much. Where's that glass from? Target. I think we've gotten some good stuff, Jason. We've gotten oh. some fun stuff for the beginning. Oh, yeah. People who Neurotic. are listening to this right now are yeah. loving it. No, they are. They're like, these I'm, two I'm not are editing, weird. right? Except for the part where the computer cut out. I'm not editing. No, I don't think you... I mean, we'll see what time looks like, but I think this has all been great. Right now, GarageBand says I'm at 263. So. What does that mean? It's measures? in measures. <laughs> oh, you're at two. I'm only at two fifty-seven. Eight. Yeah. Stop. Nine. Stop. Two sixty. New 60. podcast. All right. New podcast. We just count the measures until we stop. Some someone trying to fall asleep at night would listen to that. There's an audience for everything. Yo, that's a great way to market this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you hate us, we can put you to sleep. It's time for bed. It'll be great. You know how you snore? (laughs) 
just like that. <laughs> so I got so mad at someone at work. They were like, "Do you snore?" I was like, "I'm I'm asleep." That's my yeah. Jerry Seinfeld bit about sleeping and stuff. Yeah. So so I have a fun fact about uh, what we're talking about today. Which is what? Maybe Which, there should be like a slight. I don't want to like dictate how this goes. No, but. but like, <laughs> Well, my fun fact is our segue, but should we say, like, what this is? Yeah, go for it. Say it. You say it. Sure. Okay. You say it. You say it better than I'll say it. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so basically the idea is, this is called uh, postdoc. The idea is, Emily and I, my name's Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Man, introductions are not a thing. My name is Jason. I'm currently uh, in Astoria, New York. Uh, I'm sitting across from uh, Emily Toby via Skype. She's in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, We are going to present... uh, Present? This is the idea. It's Mm -hmm. called Postdoc. We're doing 100 documentaries in 100 weeks. It's a challenge. It's going to be tough to get there. But the goal is to kind of learn on the way about ourselves, about documentaries, about the world, and uh, talk about it afterwards. Um, that was I think great. the idea was kind of just like, we like docs, you know? Yeah. Um, big docs, little docs. Um, Good docs, bad docs. Uh, and there's something about watching a documentary and then discussing it afterwards, which is nice. It makes me feel like I'm a cultured person. Right. I feel it's like a, this documentary is offering you culture without the time of having to watch the whole documentary. You know how you feel after you read a book? <laughs> <laughs> documentary faster. I like books, but faster. Um, I'm not a good reader. So this week, um, em- uh, and every week, uh, one of us is going to select a documentary to watch. This week, Emily uh, has selected the Barkley Marathons, and now she's going to talk about it. And yeah. I will too, because yes. I watched it. I'm I'm so glad. I I've seen it now. I think four or five times. Holy crap! Yeah, it was so. I was actually at my friend's house, and her Netflix was up, and I've you know watched stuff at, at her place, and so the Barkley Marathons was on her list of like like keep watching or whatever, and I got so excited. I was like, oh my god! Like who's watching that? And I was like, oh, that was me. <laughs> um, so I still haven't really talked with it about it much, but, um, so today actually I was just kind of farting around on the internet mm. and so the Barkley marathons were the topic of a thousand dollar Jeopardy question back in no like way. 2013. Yeah. And no one got it right. Oh, what was Zero. the question? It was, um, it was something to the effect of like this, uh, the Barkley marathons are inspired based on the escape of which criminal? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know the answer? Uh, yeah, it's Earl. <laughs> James yeah. Earl Ray. James Earl Ray. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy who shot. I watched the documentary. I know, but I'm just saying, if seeing no, if you could like, recall that No, it's more fun if you name. ask me. You're right. Uh, <clears throat> what is James Earl Ray? James Earl Ray. Yeah, and no one knew the answer, which is rad. And it was the $1,000 on the first round of Jeopardy. Okay, but also... I mean, if you're to believe this documentary, which, you know, I don't know. Yeah. They they seem to make it seem like this is like a really secretive thing. So how can you expect Ken Jennings to know about it? Just because he knows about everything. Um, I mean, I, that's one of the things that's like most intriguing about the yeah. whole marathons is the fact that like when you Google it, like you don't find anything. Like no. you find this documentary and that's it. And that's it. So... 
and and then I researched that a little bit, and I was like, what can I find out there? And I literally, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there is a very, very basic website, which probably <laughs> got up in the last, like, year or two. And it's literally blog entries of winners, and there's only 14 people that have completed this marathon. So it's just that, and then a page and a half of entry info, but no information on how to actually enter. <laughs> and can we can we be real for a second? Like, yeah. <laughs> I spent five minutes making a Tumblr page for this podcast. Right. And that Tumblr page looks ten times better than the Barkley Marathon's <laughs> official website. Yeah, no, and there and it's amazing. And there's typos and the word waitlist it's spelled like wait, like you gain it. I mean, it's like no one cared and it's it's actually perfect for what it is. So I guess we should say what it is. So the Barkley Marathons are is this uh, ultra marathon or ultra running th- through the woods. Through the woods. And you have 60 hours, and the goal would be to do five loops of this course totaling in, in 60 in miles. marks. No, 100 miles. <laughs> or 100 miles. Yeah, yeah. 100 miles. So but each in quotation loop, marks. Yeah, because the course changes every year, and yet it's always 20.00 miles per loop. If you, there's nothing about this race <laughs> I don't love. Okay, I mean, no, I, I would never, I would never do any of it, you know. But like, no. okay, things that are things that are randomized. How long the race is, when it starts, how yeah. much, what what you have to bring to in order to apply for the race. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, like the weather conditions are completely variable. How many people are running? Like this thing is just. There's nothing about it that is ever the same. I mean, if you do yeah. the New York City Marathon, you know what you're running. Yeah. It was the same thing you ran five years ago. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, no. The the goal, I was reading a note about the guy that uh, created it, and his goal is that you cannot be prepared. So the way that even the start time of this works right. is that there's a 12-hour window in which this race can start, and he, <laughs> I love it. It's so old school. He blows a freaking conch shell, and then you have one hour from that point until the race starts and the race is started at two in the morning i mean you can't which you can't thing, be ready one thing the documentary really didn't um address is what is he doing while everyone's out running you know because what's what's his name do you know his name his name is lazarus well he goes by lazarus oh, yeah. lake yeah he does so that's what he goes by his his partner who co-founded this with him goes by raw dog yeah he does so it's raw dog and laz and uh, but I think Lazarus Lake is the real like sadist behind this. This in whole terms thing. Of, in yeah. terms of characters, I mean, he's got the great name. He's got the Ugh. great look. I mean, like his teeth are falling out of his head. He's constantly got a cigarette in his mouth. I yeah. mean, like he uh, whatever uh, su- kind of southern like hill accent he's got is beautiful for his part. Oh yeah. Um, I, I he is. You know, I would watch a sitcom about him just doing anything. Oh, yeah. And he's always got this grin on his face because Uh he knows how ridiculous what he knows how ridiculous this whole thing is. And he knows that each part of it is insane. And he loves it because people buy into it. Like, I think he thinks it's hilarious that there's only 40 spots able to participate (laughs) every year. He thinks it's hilarious. Hundreds of people apply. Well, it's hundreds of people apply, and then on top of that, he intentionally selects one person <laughs> who's Who not the... going to finish. Yeah, yeah. So a part of this race is the human sacrifice. 
And absolutely. So they pick one guy or girl who absolutely has no business being out there. And uh, everyone knows that this person exists, but I don't think that person knows they're the person. Oh, no. Which is even better. Oh, yeah. You know, because then they're just placating you when you get back. Like, oh, like, where'd you get tripped up, man? Oh, that's rough. Like, they're not thinking that. They know. They knew that would happen. I think what, on top of Lazarus Lake, I think a lot of the other, like, runners in this movie, uh, you really, I really started to care about them. You know, I really wanted them to finish. Uh, Wooter, especially. Oh, God. She's this adorable Mm. little Belgian man. Uh, I mean, he he would make a great garden gnome, uh, <laughs> right? Would he no, not? Man. Wooter is my favorite. He is so precious. And when they interview him before, there's this line that just floors me. And he he's a he's coming back. It's his second try. And the first time, I think he only got one loop. And yeah. so this time, they were like, "Oh, like Wooter, so you're back. Like, do you think you'll finish?" And he goes. Well, I should hope for five loops. If you do not hope it, you should not start. <laughs> that was a, now, I mean, if you haven't seen this documentary, I have to tell you, that was a great A. Wooter impression. Thank you. She got the, she got the face on right. Okay. Let me, let me make the case for Wooter actually being a garden gnome. First of all, he's tiny. Second he's of all, he so has a perfectly groomed beard. Yeah, Third of does. all, he's got the accent. Fourth of all, he biked to the event. Which I was just going to say. I don't know... That that makes him more. He's an. He's an. He's adorable. Um, he is adorable. They, they, yeah. they all have PhDs. Yeah, they're all wicked smart. This is not, and they're not built. None of these people no. are like fit or no. They're all fit looking, but they're not like ripped looking. They're all like no. scrawny nerds. They're they're and they're they're scrawny old white dudes. They, um, yeah, it really is what it is. It, you you half expect them to turn around and be like, uh, the whole thing is brought to you by Viagra, you know. Um, <laughs> I, but there's, I mean, there's some there's some ladies representing too, but uh, it, it's just old guys who it's, are yeah. like masochists. Um, you had, but I mean, that's the point of it. And and he and Laz Laz Lake. I'm just gonna call him Laz Lake. Like, you know him. Lazzy. My, my buddy Laz. I mean, but he knows that, though. I mean, this race was created to be nearly impossible so that weirdos who have PhDs and at their, that are at the top of their fields in whatever can be challenged by something. And this there's is so, nutty, but it is. Yeah. And he, he even says it. There's something so, uh, so beautiful about the idea that these are people who have never failed. Yeah. They've they've never faced a challenge before. They're the top of their field. They've been the top of their classes their whole lives. You know, everything they've ever really wanted, they've either had handed to them or they've, you know, earned based on their own their own yeah. success. And this is something which no matter how hard they try, they're not going to accomplish. Uh, which makes you wonder. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert, some people do finish this race. <laughs> But but seriously, okay, so um, this race has only been done or completed 17 times, and it's been going on for over 20 years. So only 17 times has a person finished, which is nuts. And there's 14 people who have finished, which tells you there's some crazy crazies right? who are like, you know what? 
I should do that again. But here's what I think. Because I think that someone like, some, one of those people who's going to be a repeat success story, yeah. they, must, they must be looking to fail. They must have bought into that, right? Um, I don't see why. Or I else mean, they're just yeah. so, I mean, because this has to, I mean, okay, let's talk about it from my perspective, right? I think I, like, I, I border on narcissism, right? I made a yeah. podcast. Um, like, you got to have a certain amount of ego. <laughs> yeah. To, to sit in your apartment and, and record your voice like it, like you matter. Um, yeah. If I finished this race, I would think I was the, the king. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, would be yeah. better than everyone else on Earth. And this would kind of be proof of that. Like, yeah. what do you do after this? Besides, you know, buy a billboard in Times Square with just a picture of your penis. I mean, how else do you do you satisfy yeah, where, your ego? Where do you, I? I honestly, like, I guess I don't know because that's a a super fair point about this. Like, I I guess this is the hardest thing. I mean, other than trying to beat your time, which I'll say, Jared Campbell, who he's he's completed it three times his time gets worse every time which isn't to put down the fact that he's finished every time <laughs> you suck because, jared yeah dude, like, you ran a hundred i don't know miles. why you're back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why do you keep doing this you're embarrassing yourself jared because now oh. they're because now they're super jewish yes. super jewish and judgmental of jared god oh. damn it jared jared's parents oh. are so embarrassed which by the way Side note, yeah. my parents would be so ashamed if I ran this race. Not only, not whether I finished, not whether I didn't, just the idea that I would run this race, they would they would disown me immediately. Yeah. No, just for being stupid. This is the dumbest thing that anyone could do. Yeah. Espe- I mean, no. Yeah. And and the cool thing that, that I think that Laz touches on is that, like, <laughs> Different, different people go there with different goals. So, like, right. some people go there and they just want to do the five laps because they are the best at everything. Right. So if you complete three loops of the five, that's called a fun run, which, God. But some people, that's their goal is to do the fun run. And some people, he points out, like, they just want to do a loop. And, I mean, I'm one of those people where even, I think, trained up, I would be thrilled to do a loop. Right. Because that's still, like, a freaking marathon. That's 20 miles. So so, so some more numbers. It's not like we're talking about 20 miles and you're running around a track, right? So you're going up and down. It's 12,000 feet of elevation change. Um, Over the course of the whole thing, they said it's the equivalent of going up and down Everest twice. Um, Yeah. You're talking about extreme weather. Uh, Sometimes it's extremely hot. Sometimes it's extremely cold. Uh, and then obviously with elevation changes, um, you're, you know, that extreme weather is going to change over the course of one loop. Uh, yeah. There are these things, which I'm not a botanist, but they're called briars. Had you heard of a briar? Is that a thing I should know about? I, I've seen them once. <laughs> so In person? I, in person. I was super young, though, and I don't even... I was in the mountains somewhere weird. So, but briars, from from a, a non-expert prick- perspective, very pricklies. They're basically sticks with knives on the end. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> I mean, that's the no, way it look looked like, to me. They almost look like, like it's the idea of just like a stick of thorns. I mean, there's no flower. There's no. Okay, my, they're not my, pretty. My yeah. my explanation was a lot more illustrative. 
You said a st- you said a branch with knives. That's what it is. In any case, those are every those are all over yeah. the place. Um, no, they are. And you're you're the 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 mind the mind blowing thing. The thing that I just can't get over. I just can't. Is that you're you're basing it off a paper map? That, okay. Yeah. With, with instructions that like were don't hand- make sense. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's the other thing I I want to touch on is that there's a single master map. There's only one master map that Laz makes after he's added whatever the hell he's adding this year. And you have to, like, take your turn, and you need to get the master map. And if you don't mark up your own map and write down directions, like, you're not going to go very far. And even the map itself is cryptic. So it's really intense, but there's no markers. There's no trail. The only thing that lets you know that you're on the right track, and this is my freaking favorite is there are 11 books out on the uh, out on the course and whatever your number is whatever your race number is is the page number that you have to tear out at each book and that is the only thing that ensures that you have completed this loop there's no G- and i think that's nuts there's no gps there's no way to actually know other than did you get all of your pages Okay, Emily, I know you thought about this, too, but I just have to ask you, like, yeah. at what point during this movie were you just like, who's paying for the insurance? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> how on earth? Because when you, you know, if you watch a marathon, right, or if you watch a marathon on TV or whatever, there yeah. are, pe- there are like, medical, trained medical professionals at every turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the, you know, and there'll be, a, a an, there'll be ambulances at the start and at the finish and they'll follow you in a car. I mean, like you are protected even Taken if, care of. right. Because people on a normal day will run a marathon and like have problems. Oh this, yeah. This race does not seem to anyway, you know, maybe the documentary made it a little, you know, shady, but does not seem to have any safeguards. No, the only the only time you can get aid for yourself if you're continuing on in the race is the interlupal periods, <laughs> which is their term for the time between the loops. And the clock is still running. It's still you have 60 hours in total. It doesn't matter if you're breaking or not. But yeah, that's the only time you can get aid. And the other thing is, it's like if you quit for whatever reason, be it pain or just mental breakdown or whatever, you have to walk back maybe like seven hours yeah i mean it's true there's no one out there if you're injured there's one guy who looks like he's like you know 55 60 years old yeah uh, who like who like hobbles back and everyone's kind of like you know joking with him like what happened what happened he's like i gave up at the i think you know they they like have nicknames for the different features he's like i gave up at the towers i just laid down and waited for someone (laughs) to find me he just (laughs) laid there and you know basically basically feeling like death he just laid down oh, yeah. and hoped someone would stumble across him. And when no one did, he walked back. Yeah. No, I know. And the, and I mean, at that point, you got to think that part of it has got to be like that you're just kind of lost on where to go next. Right. Because there's got to be a certain point where finishing the loop and turning back around has got to be like the same amount of time. Yeah. But if you're lost, then yeah, there's no point. But if you know where you came from, then then I guess that's slightly safer but you're still looking at like perhaps 10 or 15 miles of quitters row is what they call it it's just it's the, the what i love about this documentary is from the start 
right? So I remember when I first clicked on this documentary, but this I to break the fourth wall a bit, to break the illusion, I saw this one first. You but did. <laughs> but I remember when I first clicked on this documentary, I was going to watch this because it looked like uh, an easy thing to fall asleep to right it's like a running movie it's another you know and yeah. I, I i really i really do and it's why this 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 podcast is going to be easy for me like i really do love all kinds of documentaries yeah and sports documentaries yeah i can do it and i thought okay this is just going to be like another you know another basic sports documentary we'll follow a runner we'll learn about them yada 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 okay this documentary every step of the way you're like it cannot get more insane than what they've just told me and then it does. This race is the stupidest thing in America, and it's the most amazing thing at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's just so quirky. There's just so many random things, and it's so pure. It's not mm. a profitable thing. It's not uh, everybody wins thing. It's not even an everybody should get the, the chance to try thing. No. It's, it's like, here's this really weird set of situation and hard things, and you can try them if you want. Right, and it's also, it's, but I think pure is a great word for it, because this is how, like, real things happen in life. You yeah. are met with an obstacle, and it is going to be challenging, and you may succeed, but you also really may not succeed. And this these marathons and this documentary really embraces that failure in a in a real way oh and then but then they like keep uh making you feel your failure so let's talk about when you quit the race (laughs) so when you quit the race first of all you have to say i'm quitting and then good old laz is gonna say you sure you want to quit right like he eggs them on oh you got plenty of time to get another loop in you could rest for an hour and they're all like dying and bleeding and they're like no 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 and literally literally bleeding and probably (laughs) literally dying oh disgusting some of those people their legs i was like that just looks like a Mm. bloody piece of meat like i don't it's not skin anymore Mm -hmm. um Okay, so anyway, so you have to like, you know, take take the bite the bullet and say that you're done. And then they have this guy come play taps on a is it a bugle? Yeah, it's a bugle. <laughs> okay. So he plays taps, so everyone, you know, I'm I'm sure for Miles hears it and knows that, you know, someone quit. Uh and then you have to push the staples button that says that was easy. Your uh your Danish accent was better. I know my Wooter was really. It's because I've said that line from Wooter five million times because I think it's so precious. I should hope for five loops. <laughs> I should hope for five loops. Um, and okay, so you should hope for five loops, and then when you can't make it, you have to be strong enough to in in your weakest moment admit to failing, and yeah. and say the words you know I quit. Which is like there's almost like a like a religious part of that, you know. There's something powerful about admitting your failure. Yeah, it seems as though there's a lot of like ritual around this, and mm. a certain element of I don't know if spirituality is the word the word, but like yeah, very much I, philosophical. There's a lot going on. There's there's race. a there's a huge there's a huge philosophy behind it, but I would I would go so far as to say there's the whole religious aspect to it. Um, yeah, and maybe. I, I think ritual definitely. I think uh, 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 what what Laz talks about, where 
as the race goes on, you know, most, if not all people drop out. So every loop, there are more and more people who are staying back at camp and more and more people, uh, yeah, more and more people who are staying back at camp uh, and less people, excuse me, who are running around in uh, the loops. So every time during those interloopal periods where people need help, there are more and more people who used to be your competitors who are now your allies. Uh, and there are a lot of great scenes of people, you know, being literally fed by people who used to be trying to beat them in this race. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, that to me feels, I mean, that's the philosophy of this race. That's the religion yeah. of this race. No, that's a great point because you really, there's no like trash talking. There's no one, even in like the interviews before they leave, there's no one that's like pegging someone as being you know, obnoxious or I want them to fail. It's like people are actually like, oh, you know what? This guy's really good. So I actually want to stay with him and right. push each other. You know what I mean? And it, help each other because, and help each you other, know, yeah. I'm not going to find the next landmark if I don't go with someone who knows, you know, who knows Where, a little more than me. But yeah. when, when the, once I know the way, you know, you better believe that we're going to break off and I'm going to try to beat him. Yeah, and that's so what's cool about the year that they filmed this documentary is that there's actually two finalists that there's three people that start loop five. Two of them start within minutes of each other. Yeah. I mean, maybe 20 minutes of each other. And the thing about the last loop, so each loop actually rotates in direction, which it makes it even harder. So you have a, a day loop that's clockwise a day loop counterclockwise and then two night loops that are opposite. And then the last loop, one person starts clockwise and then whoever comes in next has to go counterclockwise. Right. So you're kind of racing this person, but you can't see them. You just know they're out there. Mm -hmm. So then it like pushes Flight. you even more because you can't see them, but you know, like they're just mm. as motivated going the other direction. It's a metaphor for cheating death. Oh, deep. What a fantastic race. It's fun. Can I tell you something which yeah. I which occurred to me halfway through? Yeah. Um, I'm very excited. You did you did pick this to be the first uh, uh, podcast documentary. Uh, yes. Or doc, uh, the first -doc. documentary we talked about on postdoc. Yeah. And partway through I realized why it's the perfect one to start this podcast on. Uh, this podcast is supposed to be an impossible to reach goal. Right. Yeah. We're we're trying to do 100 documentaries in 100 weeks, which is kind of insane. Uh, but like and, and it's 100 docs. It's 100 miles. Um, it like they're both about trying to find your own like definition of success. You know, what yeah. if we get 50 documentaries in and we give up? Like, is that a failure? Yeah, that's that's a failure. But like. Is it also a success for us? I mean, uh, I, I think each of us has to have our own personal personal definitions. Do you have any goals for this this doc this podcast? This postdoc? This, this doc postdoc? I mean, I definitely agree with you where it's like even if we do fifty and only get halfway, that's that's a year. You know, well, that's fifty two is a year. I okay, but like rounding with the rounding, that's about we're looking at like a year. And I still think that's that's pretty incredible to be committed something when, you know, we're starting out on our kind of artist journeys. And I think if we commit to something for a year or two, hopefully, that's pretty big. Um, 
But I would love to get like like having like listeners would be so cool. <laughs> that's your. Go- I'll tell you what my goal is. I told <laughs> I told Teresa this earlier, and she was like, "That seems like a pretty crappy goal." My goal is to have one person who has no connection to you or I, like contact us in some way and say yeah. like, "Hey, I heard this." They don't even have to say it's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, Just th- knowing that we reach somebody and be like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> right. And and I will you know. I understand, like, everyone's connected, the whole world is kumbaya, but, like, it'd be so much better if they're not a mutual friend of either of us. Yeah. I, I think maybe we should, I think people will pick this up, but we should just say right now that Jason and I really like when people like us. Oh. Uh, that's, that's our yeah. big goal. That's our big goal in life, and that really fills us up. If you tell us that you like us, we'll literally kind of do anything. That's, and it'll that's... mean, it'll mean kind of the world. That's that's basically that's basically true. I would I would say that's that's my that's my one big goal, um, is to get someone to, and then the stretch goal I guess in Kickstarter terms like the the like next step above that like let's say that happens like week two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, well, I mean, because you don't want to set goals and then succeed. You know what I mean? Like that sucks. So the next no. goal is to be contacted by someone who wants to advertise. No, seriously though, I'm like that's all I've been thinking about. I just want to sell week. someone a Casper mattress. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm in podcasting is because of Casper mattresses. Yeah, yeah. No, I literally was thinking about this this week. I was like, I wonder how many episodes it's gonna take for us to get a corporate sponsorship. Because <laughs> like I'm ready for Squarespace to call and be right. like, you guys. <laughs> exactly. Or um, I'm like, yeah, Squarespace, the, you think we're what's great? What's the name That's of the, the underwear that everyone wears? Do you know what I'm talking about? The boxers? Uh, Yes, but I don't know. It's with an M. Um, hey, send me some boxers. Yeah. You know? I don't like laundry. No, um, I'm really, I would, I think that would really be a big feat, though. Like, if we did get, like, a corporate. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some, someone wants That's... to sponsor us. I'd be like, yeah. That's like a, that's a I mean, even if it's like, you know, uh, Joe's. Uh, father's dentist's office. That'd be awesome. Take, Joe's father, uh, yeah. who owns a dentist's office. Wanted to hook it up. Yeah. Get your no, teeth it. cleaned at Joe's daddy's dentist's. Yeehaw. It's in Texas. Of course it is. I, uh, I also want to be one of those people that, like, when, when we do plug our sponsors, I want to, like, really believe in it. Like I want to, you know what I mean? Like, I like do I don't want. Like I, I know it'll be lame to like talk about whatever because that's what product placement kind of feels like and doing that kind of thing. But I want to like believe in it and be like, you guys. I just want to say, I tried, I tried this hair gel. Mm mm. <laughs> I really don't care. I really, I really will be and like, made my yo, hair. blue, blue apron is the best, man. I use it all the time. It's great <laughs> getting ingredients sent to me because I'm too lazy to go to the store and buy ingredients on my own. Um, I'd love to do that. That's how. I'll, I'll, that's how I'll do all the promos too. I'll kind of go up like this and talk in my nasal voice because that's what gets people to to chill out buy money. whatever we're selling. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah. Emily, yeah, this this felt like a podcast. It sure felt like a podcast. Um, I think we did. I think we did good. If you um, want to send us a message, I think you can do it on our Tumblr page, which is uh, postdocpodcast 
Facebook.tumblr.com. Uh, I don't think we have to do like Twitters or anything. Do you want? Do you have a Twitter? You do have a Twitter. You tweeted something funny today. Did I? Oh, yeah. about my mom. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was a good tweet. Um, it's yeah, a hot I'm on, bit, Emily. Thank you. I'm I'm trying to do hot bits on Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm at uh, just E M T O B E Y. Yeah, and you I'm uh, tweet at me. Follow me. It would make me feel really good. Oh my gosh. Okay, new goal. I want a million <laughs> followers by next week. Oh, we should make a Twitter, Jason. Mm-hmm. My, uh, the Twitter is at J.C. Kasman. <laughs> That's K-A-S and Sam M-A-N. Um, so for next week, you don't even know what I'm about to say, do you? No, you I'm, s- I'm really excited. Yeah, so uh, my, uh, next week I bring in the podcast. Uh, next week's podcast is available on Netflix. It's called Dishonesty, The Truth yes. About Lying. Uh, totally yes. different from... Uh, the Barkley Marathons. Uh, I call this one like a side doc because it's kind of sciencey. It's like a TED Talk in doc form. I love uh, so if you want to watch and then listen along with us, uh, please do that. Um, bring a review on iTunes. Ha ha ha. Not um, yet, but soon. And um, we will. Have, we have the, another goal would be a tagline. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna find it. Right you got, now, you got, a, you got a big doc, big old nope. doc. What's up, doc? Oh, that's cute. Oh God, that's something I would come up with, and that's terrible. Mm, documentary, my dear Watson. <laughs> Should we just pick a famous quote from entertainment every week that's what and it is. just so, insert uh, documentary? So we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, documentary, my dear Watson. Perfect. Okay, I'm gonna stop recording. Okay, we do.